Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast hosted by Kendall and Jackie, and here we talk about everything horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans and the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, and the tropes. And we have new episodes released Tuesdays bi-weekly. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Terranova underscore podcast. But also feel free to reach out through email at terranova.pod at gmail.com. And most importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cujo. <laughs>「Hey Jackie What's up? Chilling, you know, living life, watching horror movies, trying not to be in one, you know. <laughs> That's literally what I did in my, my midwinter break. I think my coworker asked me, like, what you do during your midwinter break? Catch up with horror movies? That's really all I fucking did. And be dead inside, you know, the usual. There's so much to watch, so it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, I don't even try to keep up at this point. I just sparingly try to catch something here and there. I'm like, you know what? I'll watch a movie tonight and I'll just catch something in and call it a day. Yeah, because we're doing Women's Month. Oh my God. I did a whole thing about anime with my kids and movies and cartoons. And my kid was just like, you should put Megan up there for like movies. I'm like, I'm not going to put Megan. It's a whole <laughs> ass villain. And I haven't watched the movie yet. Don't give me any spoilers. And she's like, it's a slasher movie. I figured that much, but don't give me any spoilers. Please don't. I won't. I got you. Yeah, but I'm so- I saw Cocaine Bear last night. That shit was hilarious. Cool. Oh my god, I gotta ask Gravity about <laughs> Cocaine Bear. I know she went to see it. I need to ask like a review about it. It's ridiculous. Cocaine. You know what? I'm not gonna ask about it. Whatever. <laughs> no, I am gonna ask her. Exactly what you think it is. Yeah, Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Women's Month. We're starting off with uh, actually a recommendation movie. This is something that has been recommended to us like a while ago. And we now just started to cover it and again we always talk about this we have so many movies on our um calendar to-do list that we still yet to do but i'm glad we were able to like check this one off and that is the old ways and uh (laughs) for that i we actually have a guest who's actually has to be one of my friends and he actually recommended the movie to us and we brought him in so he could you know share his review and talk about it and talk about cultural stuff and that is my friend rudy so yes what's going on rudy how you doing i'm doing great thank you for having me i'm doing great no problem no problem yeah i definitely um i really enjoyed the old ways um movies about a young lady by the name of christina lopez who goes back to her hometown in veracruz mexico kind of like searching for answers in life and her upbringing and just past searching in general. And she ends up going to a place she was told to stay away from and ends up being possessed by a demon. And she goes through this entire slew of uh, an exorcism. Um, and it's really, it's really intense, but it's, it's a really great film. Yeah. Thank you for that uh, short and sweet summary. We uh, I know we recommended it to us a while back on our Instagram. He's like, you guys need to check this out. And I actually did watch it a while back when you did recommend it. So this is my second time seeing it. Uh, thank you for this recommendation. I actually really did enjoy this movie. So <laughs> I really, really, really did it. But uh, before we get into all the details of the movies, I'll tell people a little bit about yourself. Um, well, my name is Rudy. 
Um, I am a teaching artist and an artist in general. Um, I worked in the Bronx with kids from grade six to eighth. Um, it's something that I really enjoy doing. And when I'm not in the classroom, I'm at the uh, BX Arts Factory, just assisting other artists here in general and pretty much keeping an eye on the facility or watching horror movies, doodling and making merch. <laughs> His other pastime is annoying the shit out of me, just so you know. That's another thing he likes to do. So. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. What else are friends for? <laughs> like you, who also annoys the shit out of me. Exactly. Um, what would you do without a jacket? Be at peace. That's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> be left alone in my quiet, dark thoughts. But anyway, yeah, like <laughs> this is this is also my second time watching it. I remember when I first watched it. Uh, yeah, I was just like, holy shit! I loved it. It's a great movie. Um, and as a Latina, like I definitely like felt a lot of connection with it. And um, yeah, like it was just. I love it a lot. I always recommend it to people when they're like, I want to watch a Spanish horror movie. I'm like, watch the old ways, watch the old ways, watch the old ways. Because it's really, really good story-wise and everything about it. Yeah, for sure. It, it re I really enjoyed it as well. I'll get into some of my thoughts. Before we even do that, I wanted to ask Rudy, like, what, uh, what kind of made you recommend this specific movie? I know you recommended it a while back, but like, what about it kind of um, made you think, you, these guys need to see this too? I think it was just like the impression that the movie left on me. First of all, I think with uh, the changes in like horror media in like the last about 10 to 15 years, uh, being able to see mm -hmm. what horror is for other cultures has been very cool. Um, and I think for me, what was one of the biggest things is like, this is like um, lore from my, from my culture. You know, I'm seeing things that I'm, I'm, I can relate to or things that I've heard about um the symbols you know like uh the ritualistic ways and the sense of like what the title is the old ways um especially coming from like a place that is very embedded like in that and being a very small superstitious town um it just resonated with me i'm like hey this looks like me what i'm seeing on on, on the screen is me my culture um and i was like i like sharing the stories that my grandparents told me to other people because there's some spooky shit that has gone down and you're just like you know <laughs> do other people know about this do other people experience this um and, and just because of what it was i was like i like stories where it's like you know typically like uh what is it the uh the final girl you know th this itself was like yeah she was her own helper her own hero and then she becomes something more um and i always like movies like like that because you know a man don't always gotta save you that's the, the first reality i gotta talk about but um, I was like, this is a great movie. I like the cultural resonation it has with me, and I want other people to watch it. And I was like, hey, Jackie does a podcast. Let's see if they want to watch it, you know, and let's see what they think about it. And and that's how we ended up. Uh, I think it was with you that I communicated with first. Um, and then um, here we are. Dope, dope. Yeah, it was it was really, really great recommendation. Um, I remember when you first uh, recommended it, I was like, oh, I ain't got nothing to watch media. Let me check this out. <laughs> and yeah it was it was everything you said like uh there's culture there's there's horror there's like the folklore there's i mean i was when i was watching it actually again today in preparation for the podcast like my my lady was here and she was just like is this real like is this based off an actual story i said i don't know i'm sorry i'm not mexican so i don't know if this is an actual specific folklore that they're like tapping into but uh 
it it feels real and it feels like kind of kind of how like you hear stories told like one of my best friends was like i think i mentioned before on the podcast one of my best friends uh, from my childhood was like he's part he's puerto rican and his mom is like you know actually from puerto rico so she <laughs> she has all the stories that's where i like first heard of la Llorona and and a few other things that she was telling me about i was like oh i would have never heard of these things otherwise like you know born and raised from new york i wouldn't <laughs> i didn't experience i haven't been to mexico yet and i definitely don't know the uh the tales or traditions or cultures or so it is really interesting to kind of see how that plays out in a horror movie. Can I ask you one thing, Kendall? Yeah. At any point, did Anastasia do the face and ask the question after the movie was done? <laughs> did she? No, she did not lean over and go, what the fuck are you watching? Like, <laughs> like this is shit you watch? You she watch? didn't do that this time. <laughs> I don't think she's getting... Again, we have to turn this whole fucking well, sticker. Said, I'm gonna she turn said she that said into a damn sticker. Just her face is saying that the shit you watch. Her iconic line. Ironically, ironically, she just walked by and she was like, I said it in my head. I didn't say it out loud. <laughs> so I guess technically she did. Because <laughs> she was watching it with me. And she was like, what the fuck? I'm like, yeah, this movie's uh, kind of dope. Um, first question is, says, again, you always ask. You always ask this question, Kendall. So I'm going to ask it. Is, uh... What got you into horror? Um, what got me into horror? That's a great question because um, there are specifics, but I think just being in a in a death friendly home and always being encouraged to follow traditions that were like passed on from my grandparents and then before, like we, we do Day of the Dead. So some people see that as very morbid. I guess it would be more morbosity than horror. Like morbid things were pretty much entertained in my home, but it was like for the sense of like remembrance and, and, and you know, like happy memories. Horror movie wise, um, I think the first movie I ever saw that really stuck with me, it was a zombie film. Um, I remember being very young and I saw it. Uh, translated, it's uh, Nightmare City. But it's like an old Italian film called uh, Incubo Suicita Contaminata, which is Tales of a Contaminated City. Is technically like the translation. It's this action-packed zombie film. It's very cheesy. There's like kung fu zombies in it. Um, great story. Kung fu zombies. Yeah, it's like <laughs> zombies that jump and like pretty much what like what Twenty Eight Days looks like. But this is like zombies that stab you and like climb on things and do all this crazy stuff. I think that was like one of the original movies that kind of like made me like. Oh, monsters and I'm, I'm big on like zombie survival um movies because i really enjoy the whole questioning of like what are what are people willing to do to survive but uh other than that i do like the classics so there's like you know um nightmare on elm street the child's play and things like that i saw as a kid gremlins is big with me as well um and uh i think it was great that i just kind of like my parents never told me not to watch those things. It was kind of like, okay, you have nightmares. It's your fault. Or like, don't come into the room if you're crying at night. Like, fuck off. Go, go back to sleep. No one told you to watch that. Um, <laughs> and that's pretty much how I got into it. And even now as, as an older adult, as a grown-up, you know, like I still enjoy a lot of uh, what horror does for me. Like, I, I appreciate what it's for. It's supposed to create, you know, like opinions and inspire ideas in people and kind of like make you reflect about certain things because, you know, in reality, it's just interpretation. So what's the shitty parts of society at times. So that's why I enjoy horror. And that's, I think, I've always been grateful that I, I've had it around me to a certain extent. Yeah, I hear you on that, man. Uh, this genre definitely is the best in, t- in terms of, like, 
just social commentary, any commentary, any reflecting society in a lot of ways is just the best way to do it. You can make a, you know, kind of like in this movie, you can make addiction a demon, <laughs> even though there is an actual demon. But, you know, you can do things like that. They're like really interesting and like personify things that people probably can't really describe or talk about otherwise. So, yeah, you you hit the nail on the head, man. And uh, you kind of, my parents are kind of similar about the uh, <laughs> you watch that shit go to bed, except uh, <laughs> so. I remember my father threatened to beat Chucky's ass when I was scared as a kid. <laughs> he was like, I'll beat Chucky up if you can't be an by him. I was like, you're right. And I slept better that night. So uh, <laughs> I know the feeling. I mean, I slept with a Chucky doll. I would never stop telling that story. People keep judging me about that. They're like, what's wrong with you? Like, he protected me from Freddy. Leave me alone. <laughs> I can see that. I don't think him and Freddy would get along. <laughs> no, I think he like destroy him because he's a doll. He's not real. Watch someone come at me like Chucky is real. He's supernatural. Blah blah blah. Leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's what I like about horror too is that the social stuff. Like this, this movie has so much social commentary, a lot. And what is it called? I think um, social horror is what they call it now. What they're doing of a horror movie. Some people, yeah. And this definitely has it. It's it's like not even like atypical like possession film it can be like body horror i mean it is body horror but it's like so many other levels to it you know yeah definitely there's, there's a lot happening here like like i already said in the summary like the character trying to in, in one way find themselves find something far worse uh in some way dealing with the denial of like you know culture and tradition but at the same time dealing with real like you know dealing with issues of like addiction and things like that like the character going through it you basically open with the character literally kidnapped sitting in the room so <laughs> the character's kind of going through it out the gate and uh well i have a lot of questions about this movie a lot of different things but i guess i don't know i feel like the question i kind of have for you you two just generally from like watching the movie like have you ever feared that something bad like that like this could happen like if you ever like denied your cultural traditions or anything like that you ever felt like well yeah i could pretend it ain't real but it, it's going it could happen anyway like you ever felt that way about your culture all the time <laughs> All the time for me. Uh, for me, I, I I definitely believe that. I think when you deny your roots, um, you know, like if, if you don't turn certain stones, certain things are still lurking and they're there for mm -hmm. you until you uncover them and let them scurry away. Yeah, we have a lot of superstition. We have a lot of lore in Mexican culture and just culture in general. Like you don't know what's haunted. Like you can just bend down and tie your shoelace. Yeah. Like here's a here's a shiny rock and you take something home with you, you know? Um, and that's, that's the crazy thing about that. But it's also like for me culturally, and, and it's a point that's kind of made immediately when the film is opening. It's like my grandmother used to tell me that like spiritual things, whether they're good or bad, can only hurt you if you believe in them. So you have to be strong. And, uh, what that meant being spiritually strong is that like you respect things, like you respect life in general and animals and and just nature as in trees and everything else and you respect your your food and you respect your space and you try to put good energy into everything so that can come back um and i feel like having that kind of like embedded in me my entire life i still carry a lot of that with me i try not to like plant any negative seeds anywhere because i know that um mm -hmm. the worst thing that can come back to me is a living person instead of like something that's like uh I guess a deity or a spirit or, or something of that sort. That's a good point. I, I never like, I, th I did think about that a little bit. I just always wonder, know the culture is kind of how that looks. Cause like, 
like I said, I always say I'm from New York. So like born and raised from New York, African American, whatever that means. <laughs> but basically black. So like I don't really have any specific connections to folklore. Like the Bloods and Crips ain't folklore. Like so <laughs> I don't have any specific so it's kinda interesting how people deal with like that and other cultures. It's like really interesting. And it seems to be really it, you know, it's a big part of the story for this movie, and it's a big part of, like, how this character kind of navigates this world. So, I guess, I don't know, could you make the argument in some way that she probably believed a little bit? That's why these things were still happening? Uh, yeah, you know, I think because of the search for something that um, wasn't there or a lack of understanding. I think when we don't understand something, you go looking for it. And you, you never know exactly what you're going to find, you know. And um, I think in, in part of it, like, let me look for the unknown without understanding exactly where I come from is a created the problem. And also not listening. I think the most important thing is, you know, I think this is a lesson we all know. If someone tells you not to go somewhere or not to do something specifically, then you listen. If not, then you, you get possessed. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it works. That is true. That, oh my God. My mom always telling me like, don't watch this. Don't do that. And like for me, <clears throat> I always took the as an oh you're just being dramatic whatever but like no like she, like that does happen and you know, the whole thing of like don't put anything negative into the world because then it come back to you times three and it's like it's so easy to say like oh I hate this person and then you put that out there in the universe it's gonna come back to you in some shape or form that same energy you put out and you do have to be really careful that's that's a good point it's a really good point what are some of your favorite scenes in the movie. Oh, for me, I, I think the opening, just because uh, that entire sequence in the opening, before you realize that she's being held captive, it's like literally the whole movie. It tells you what's going to happen. Especially me, because I, I understood the symbolism and kind of like where it was going and even specific things she said as a young child. I'm like, holy shit, like I've, I've, I, I've had this conversation before. Like, you know, like this is something that was told to me. Like she was saying, I'm strong, you know telling her to be strong and it wasn't just like be strong in that moment it was like you need to be strong like in a spiritual sense um i really i really like seeing the use of like the bells in the beginning to kind of like dissipate negative energy to cleanse like the bad air and stuff like that because that's something that's like to this day is something to me that like i still do like wind chimes and bells oh wow um and it's because uh in, in spanish like when we put them like my mom has a bunch of them in the house that we have in mexico but in Spanish, they're called espantaviudas, which means like widow scares. But that's what they're used for. They're like used to dissipate negative energy. Um, and coming from a place, um, I come from a, from a pueblo. Like my family comes from a pueblo. It's very away from the city. It's very away from like modernization. Um, and a lot of people who are there mm -hmm. are older. So um, there's a lot of superstition. Um, and I always appreciated that because it kind of, it's kind of like living a cautionary tale. Like, be careful with everything you're doing. You never know who's watching. Yeah. You never know who's listening. You know, someone's always has it out for you. So people are a little bit extra cautious. And I kind of, I kind of liked that vibe when it came to the, um, they call them like brujos and bruja in this movie, but technically they're like medicine people or curanderos. And, um, that's kind of like how people mm -hmm. carry themselves. They're very like, if you, if I were to go with people that they've never seen before, they're going to be cautious of them. You know, everybody's going to be peeking out the door, like looking through the window, asking like, who's this, who's that? Or, like, who's, whose child is this? Like, oh, that's so-and-so's kid. And those are his friends. Um, they're just visiting. So 
um i think that that adds on to an element of how i related to this because going back to a place that is my parents hometown my grandparents hometown and not being really embedded into it creates this sense of like hesitation from people and you got to see that in the film at first like oh we don't like we don't let this is the reason why we don't let outsiders in you know and i was like yeah i i, I kind of know what that's like and it's not just in the sense of like they're going to places we don't want them to but just like also culturally and historically like what happened anytime you know an outsider you know aka colonizer came in from the outside you know they took something yeah there's there's a lot of layers um when it comes to the film that yeah that like really relates to the culture and the way the society views um certain things and i think one of the most from the get-go just vividly it's touched upon like the spirituality um the, the 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 belief and respect of the old ways and how to cleanse people and how to heal them but also just the fact that like our main character she was like a reporter um in mexico the female reporters are more likely to be kidnapped and held against their will or murdered because they're going around investigating things where they might not be wanted so that's like that was another thing that to me was like oh wow very like I was like, I know about this. It's a real thing, you know. It's in the news. It's it's happened um, throughout history there, and uh, I think it's cool that the movie kind of like hits on all these different things that have happened um, historically. Is there a reason specifically women? Um, well, feminist side is very big in Mexico. You know, women are more likely to get murdered, um, especially like in coastal and northern bordering town. It's it's unfortunately it's part of the. Uh, lack of progression in the machista culture that runs in mexico yeah. you know controlling of the media uh control of government is very male dominated um cartels uh, unfortunately it doesn't really benefit to be a female and want to like speak the truth or speak against something in, in male dominated society or male dominated culture because ultimately what ends up happening is silence by death and uh it's very unfortunate um but i think that oh, wow. that uh it has gotten better i guess in the last 10 to 15 years um but it was it was definitely something that's very rampant um it's been touched upon by film soap operas and like even uh bands i think at the drive in did a song about that specifically too um, in case you're familiar with the Mars Volta, they did a before they became that. It was uh, there's a song about that, and uh, mm. yeah, it, it's just something that I, I think seeing it not specifically because it was made a point. I was reporting. I'm doing this investigation based on this. Yeah, and they're being held against their will, and they're calling other people. And you know, the point is, this is why we're like afraid of outsiders. This is why we don't want people snooping around or this is why people you know like you come in investigating but then all you bring forth is your ignorance and you don't follow along with or respect the boundaries that we set wow that, that makes really really good sense what are your thoughts on that jackie i mean yeah i mean that's something like my cousin and i was talking about the femicide stuff because i remember she brought it up to me once and we had a family reunion in jersey <laughs> we're just all together with my niece and nephew <laughs> and she's like 
so about that femicide that's happening um and it happens in other places too like south america brazil like it's it's very very sad and like it is like there's this constant protest happening for it to stop um but you know it's it really sucks and it's really like very traumatic it's it's very traumatic um but like for me in terms of like favorite scene for this movie i think is when she realizes her culture and then starts reading the book and starts being like okay let's do this let's let's start working on this let's do the, the whole like you know uh the ritual and like she stops being the whole like i don't believe this i'm denying about this and she finally accepts it I think that's my favorite thing that happened in the film is when she finally accepted it because that happens a lot to people where they're like in denial of it and then when they finally accept it they're just like okay I see what you're trying to do I get it now let's do this like I believe now and that happens a lot especially in Spanish cultures because we're very in denial about certain things we're very in denial about certain mm -hmm. traditions certain rituals like oh that's not real that's not this that's not that that Certain things that are meant to heal you is just like, oh, that's the devil, that's this, that's evil, that's demons. This is like, no, it's not. Like, that's part of our culture. Like, why are you denying of it? Why are you hiding from it? Why are you running from it? And it's it's very just like angry and like for me, it makes me angry and pissed off. Like I would have shit like that with like my brother, my mom. And you know, the only person who knows that I do like certain like rituals for myself is my sister. And I'm so happy that she's open-minded mm -hmm. to it. And my sister-in-law, where they're like, yeah, you know, that's cool. You know, I get it. I get it. Where everyone else would be like, oh, that's, that's this, that's that. Like, no, it's not. It's, it's, <laughs> it's healing. <laughs> like, what the hell? You know, prayer can only do so much. You know, like, that, that could do only so yeah. much. And, um, but yeah. Do you find it's more of, like, um, more Americanized people from the culture who kind of think that some of the, I guess, quote-unquote, old ways are, like, devil worship? Or is it just, like, a cultural divide, generational divide? What do you think it is? Oh, that's, that's colonization. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. That makes sense. I, I definitely agree that it's colonization. I think this generation, the generation that I'm part of and probably like maybe six to eight years younger than me, there is definitely a mm -hmm. appreciation and reconnection to like your roots. Yeah, I am born here. You know, my family comes from Mexico. I'm first generation. And I have a very deep appreciation for my culture. But then also like, my culture has become an accessory. It's a decoration at times. You know, I, yeah. I do find offense to that at times, but then I also, I'm like, you know what? I'm glad that um, some people do develop a genuine curiosity to it and want to really understand certain things. It's not like, you know, like, I hate, this is the biggest pet peeve I have. Cinco de Mayo, it's not Mexican Independence yeah. Day. It's not Cinco de Drinco. You know, like, <laughs> what, what 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 the f is that like what does that even mean but like uh there are people who are very genuine about understanding certain things and wanting to know what it is um and the other one the one that i find the most offensive to me just because i really honor it is uh what people here call mexican halloween dia de los muertos is not mexican halloween it's a very special and uh, spiritual celebration to honor our dead and uh I, I do get offended when certain things are like that or people like oh i'm gonna be yeah. i'm gonna be they the dead for halloween like what, what what are you talking about what is that you can't be a day you know so it's like the makeup i'm like that's a different thing and they have names so i i think when it comes to like the demonizing what would be like the old ways it, it, it kind of just depends how it's encouraged because i know a lot of people um 
my age and in my generation who are very like, I want to learn more about this. You know, like I want to understand why we do this and I want to learn about this legend. Why do we believe in this? And why is this is what, and why is that? Like in, in, in our culture, you know, death is a saint, Santa Muerte. And like, I remember growing up and mm -hmm. hearing about it and I was always very curious about what it is. And like, you know, doing my own research and asking family and some people saw it as a bad thing, but that only comes that it's being a bad thing because of, you know, um, Catholicism, um, Mexico is predominantly Catholic and, um, they villainize, yeah. you know, they made, they made that like, oh, that's evil. That's death, you know, but like there is more than one form of death. There is, there was an Aztec got a death. Like, I, I guess religion came in and wiped out to my original people that like you guys used to worship a lot of different things for many different purposes and you even sacrifice people at times where did all that go i mean i don't i'm not talking about let's go back to killing people yeah to, uh, <laughs> to satisfy our, our 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 deities but i'm talking about like just having that respect to what things are um for me i respect it because it helps me connect to what i am because um i guess anybody who's not originally you know from the u.s even native american people um, we no longer have that sense of like really belonging to the place we end up at. So we always go back to search for our roots. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, Do, uh, I mean, cause that's kind of what Christina was doing the whole entire thing. That's basically what it is. She wants to go back, you know, find her roots, go this, you know, face her, uh, I guess, inner turmoil, her demon that's from within her of her, like running from her, you know traditions running from trauma running from all the stuff which her trauma ended up becoming you know an addiction to drugs that's what her trauma led to which happens a lot yeah. because in a spanish culture and I, I talk about this a lot when we do like recordings and podcasts uh stuff and i told you this Kendall, as well like on a personal level like for spanish culture we don't acknowledge depression we don't acknowledge anxiety we don't acknowledge any of that because that's not real that doesn't exist like oh just pray it away just talk to god about it just do this just do that ignore it you know be happy and it's just like you can't be happy when you're literally dying inside and you want to die every day you know you can't be happy when you're running away and not dealing with traumas because therapy isn't real you know therapy can help you oh just talk to god or talk like it so many times has it's always pissed me off whenever i mention therapy or like oh you should see someone why should I see someone when I have God? Why should I see someone when I have Jesus? And again, I'm not saying this to be an asshole. I'm sure people are like, oh my gosh, she's not religious. I mean, I'm not. I'm just more spiritual than religious because religion is like a man-made thing. But it's, it's like, it's prominent on this too. You know, that's what she goes into her trauma, her childhood trauma from witnessing that. She goes into drugs. She goes to an addiction. And, you know, when they're telling her, oh, you have a demon in her, she doesn't understand that. Just like, oh, you're just crazy. I'm fine. I'm good on this. But really, they see the fact that she is like in pain. She's literally suffering because of her trauma and her addiction and her mental illness that no one cared to cater to it. No one cared to talk about it. No one cared to fix it or work on it with her. So that's why she's here. That's why, it, you know, they said that how, oh, the cave, the cave called you. It called you over because they could sense what you're going through. And that's basically what it was. She wanted to go back, discover her roots. And then what she ended up doing is facing herself facing herself side of her that she never wanted to face word that shit was crazy as hell <laughs> that shit was like really well i mean like the movie opening even kind of like got me when like they show her as a kid you see her mother going through like the going through a ritual and her mom's talking to her so calmly that her face freaks out i was like most jump scares don't get me but 
Imagine being a child and seeing some shit like that. <laughs> like, imagine being like, she could probably know older than what, maybe four or five. Imagine being a kid and seeing something like that. It ends up just being like instant trauma and then, and then it's just stuck with you forever. And I think that's also uh, like one of the main topics is trauma. And it wasn't just about like the fact that she watched her mother go through a um, an exorcism or that that stuff was embedded in her. Because I feel like as you get older, you forget certain things or, you know, your mind kind of like uh keeps everything under wraps and eventually you end up finding it um jackie makes a good point too uh we believe in everything else especially in, in latin american culture uh we can believe in santo claus you know and like we can believe in uh jesucristo we can believe in like all these other things but god forbid you bring up being depressed or some other thing happens or even addiction or alcoholism and oh that's not real but like you believe in the guy in the sky you know like i'm not <laughs> you can be spiritual and and i that's one thing that i that was cool about this movie it's like it's not really a take on religion but spirituality um yeah. and i think that like when you give something enough belief it becomes real to you or like the whole idea of seeing is believing like uh, do i believe in demons i believe there's otherworldly things at play sometimes in life but until I see some somebody spitting up like black slime and talking to me, then maybe I'll be like, demons are real. <laughs> you know, like ghosts, maybe. Just because of certain things that I've experienced and I've gone through. But there definitely is that idea of like, okay, I, I spiritual, um, finding yourself spiritual, spiritually uh, doesn't have to be religious. It doesn't have to be something that's like you, you're, you're, you know, responding to some sort of like spirit or, or deity or, or some sort of like religion. Um, um, I believe that spirituality is just something that brings you peace, inner peace. And um, just like you guys are talking about rituals earlier, like we're very ritualistic people in general. Humans are ritualistic. Like the fact that I get a cup of coffee mm -hmm. every morning, that's a ritual. Does it mean that like some, somebody's going to haunt my coffee? No, but it's like, that's a ritual to me. It creates routine and it creates uh, some sort of footing in the instability of life. And I think that that was like, that's like one of the main topics in this, in this film, like finding stability in life um, and, and having to go search for it. Like maybe the cup of coffee isn't the same for everybody. You know, maybe, maybe it's tea for others or orange juice. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great point, man. I just love how you're like. They had to drink so much gold. I just love how Sorry, you're yeah. like eating this up, Kendo. Again, I knew this was going to be like Kendo's <laughs> favorite episode because he's into this shit. <laughs> yeah, I just found it interesting, man. Like, you know what? Come on, man. There's so much thing, so many things in life that we know and so little that we. Actually, so little that we know and so much that we don't know. I just, it's, it's always interesting to see how, like, how other coaches, you know, take on the world and take on life. Because, you know, these things get people through all types of stuff, like bad, hard moments in life, get people through shit being civilizations for like a long time like i was even thinking like while watching the movie like sometimes with certain some of the books that they were reading how there was alternating between like spanish and then like this other language that i don't think i've ever heard of i think it was called like newt or something like that it was like n-a-h-u-m-a-t yeah, or something like, like that like it seemed like it was a, a t entirely different language might have been more of a native yeah it's language. It's, it's indigenous in the wall um they usually just like uh because there were so many like i guess uh indigenous mexican um cultures the bigger ones are like aztec mm -hmm. mayan and all other stuff that people know but there are so many of them and there's there's a very big uh native mexican 
uh, community this still exists. It's, it's still something that's very recognized. Um, it people there's a lot of influences of the language that still exists. Um, and yeah, I like that. I appreciated using both like regular Spanish and whatever English was spoken in the movie and the wall because it's like those are it, it's also kind of like what what it turns into like even you go to another country you know like if you don't know you know the the main language there you have to find somebody who can translate it for you you know and it, yeah. there's another subcategory of that language and some you got to find somebody else and it's a whole expertise and i kind of have like that i really appreciate that, that that's become a thing in movies because you know like not everybody speaks english not everybody uh yeah. You know, I'm 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 glad to be able to see it in media now that I can hear people speaking my language and it's more mainstream. You know, and it, it creates interest in cultures, um, whether the movie is, you know, a romance film or a horror film or an action film. I think it's cool to really incorporate those things and I think in horror it's been happening more more often now. And it's really cool to see and hear other people's dialects and see their culture on the big screen. Um but yeah, I, I think I guess a fun fact that you should know: um, the movie takes place in Veracruz. It's a coastal town. I've my my family's vacationed there before. There are little oh. small pueblos, um, very big on like uh, the catch industry, great seafood. There is a, I think in the recently there's been a big uptick in um, Afro Mexican culture developing there. A lot of people from Haiti mm-hmm. have come to live in Veracruz. And there is a really cool mix. Um, Mexican food is delicious. And then like having Haitian food mixed into it has made it even better. Um, <laughs> and I think right now, just like uh, politically, there's, there's, they're trying to have the whole Afro-Mexican um, um, become relevant when it comes to like census intake and like recognition in, uh, in, in, in Mexico in that particular area. Because there is a lot of like, I'm not going to say like integration, but like a lot of the culture mixing and people mixing, which is amazing. That's dope. Definitely want to try some of that food. <laughs> that is the best way to learn cultures. I mean, I don't get the whole thing with the goat milk. The goat milk thing to me was very like, hmm. <laughs> I've never really, really seen the goat milk thing done like in, in certain things like this. So the other reason why I can connect to this movie very, um, very closely is because my grandfather was, he wasn't a curandero. But he had a lot of knowledge of like natural plants. And if you can take this plant, it'll help you hear your stomach. You know, if you mix these ingredients, it's good for your lungs and your asthma. Uh, you know, like uh, my, my grandfather, uh, he used to make this medicine for people. And I've helped them maybe on two occasions to go harvest snakes. We went to go snake hunting. We got the snakes. Um, he skinned them. He took the bones and he grounded the bones up into a powder. And that powder... If you eat it, it's supposed to help you cure your cancer. Whether that's true or not, um, I don't know, you know. But I had yeah. I had family, I had a family member of mine who consumed it, and they they're cancer free now. I don't know if it has to do anything with that in particular, but I think belief is a very strong thing. And if you give something that power, yeah. ultimately it can heal you. Um, and, it, and it was it was really cool to kind of like have that and see that with my family, whether it was my grandfather or my grandmother. Again, they weren't like medicine people or curanderos as are known or a witch um in that but they had that connection to like natural remedies and they knew like what like we can literally be walking like hey if you ever have this happen to you you should chew on that plant because it'll do this 
And I wish I would have had a way to retain all that knowledge um, because those are like really cool things to know. Yeah, definitely. So it's, so it's not like they got quite a few things reasonably accurate in this movie. Like, would you say like the Rougeau was kind of the, the older woman? Like she was, would you say that was like kind of accurate or pretty close to anything that you're familiar with in the culture? Well, yeah, um, that definitely is something that was touched upon very, very well. Um, first of all, the fact that it was her and her son, um, families, when you come from certain particular families in Mexican society, like, oh, well, they're doctors and, you know, I guess it works in any culture. Like, oh, you come from a family of doctors, a family of teachers, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was really good to say that because that knowledge is passed down. Like it can't just be given to anybody. You either have to have an experience with the people who need to pass on that information to you from the way that the lore works, or you have had to have uh, been trained by somebody who was like a high ranking person in that sort of thing. Um, and Pueblo is like, if you go to any small town, somebody can tell you to go to a specific person for specific things. Like, for example, um, my bad back, you know, like, oh, I, I, I want to go see somebody. Oh, but you shouldn't go to a chiropractor. You should just go see a, a huesero. A huesero is a, a person who heals bones. So, okay, where do I go find mm -hmm. this person? Go to this town and ask for so-and-so, like, and, and, and that's how it works. But it's, it's specific people. And the person can just, like, well, this man that I met, this older gentleman, he pretty much just like looked at me. He gave me the up and down look, very judgmental. I'm like, oh god, this guy's gonna like say something crazy to me right now. Looked up and down at me, told me to like round my shoulders, you know, turn left and right, and then he like placed his hand on my back, and then it was like, okay, you know, I know what I gotta fix. Go lay down, come inside the hut and lay down, and then he started like pressing crazy parts of my back, and then I just turned into a glow stick. I was just popping everywhere, and I'm like, holy crap, this feels great. <laughs> Um, and, and that's just like, like there's, there's different people that specialize in different things. Like, have you ever got cleansed before? Like, have you ever had that experience? You know, somebody rubs an egg on you and then they tell you, they crack it open, they put it in the cup and depending on how it's floating, they tell you like what's going on with you. Like, I don't know what your experiences are. Have you ever had like a cleansing before or, or it's called Olympia? Oh no, I haven't. So like, you know, those are, those are good things. It's good to kind of like refresh your energy as well. Some people do smudging. Some people do the whole egg things. Some people beat you with like plants and they do this whole thing and they like spit like alcohol in your face and do all this crazy stuff. And it, it's always very, uh, it's interesting to see the takes of it in, in, in different cultures because Jackie has those experiences. You know, for me, it's like when you feel like something, like the, the devil has climbed on you, like your, your shoulders feel heavy because there's a demon on you, you know, and, and for other people, they feel very different things. Like if I were to tell you, let's say like you just got like, God forbid, I don't wish this on you, but let's say that you almost get mugged. Somebody like pulls a knife on you in the train, I'm not saying I want mm -hmm. that to happen to you, but like, yeah, I if you were like freak out. And like you would have this particular feeling and heaviness to you. To us in my culture, that would be like, uh, que te pisaron la sombra, which means that you got your shadow stepped on. And you, they would tell you, go to see somebody to make sure they, they cleanse that off of you. Because then if not, that lingers with you and then you just attract more, more negative things. And uh, I know Jackie is very big on like removing negative energy um, from herself and you know, you do the whole, you go to the botanica, you do the candles and you go get like, did you do the egg yeah, thing, right? Yeah. So, and I think whatever brings comfort is, is great. That, that can be whatever, you know, like to you, if you need to just go home and like put on a scented candle, you know, drink some spa water, whatever the situation yep. may be. 
then I, I think it's good for people. But there, there's definitely a lot of like subtle hints and symbols in this movie where I was like, huh, I know that. Or I understand this and I appreciate that that was pointed out or that this was mentioned because it's like a lot of it is like warnings before things happen or warnings that things are happening. Yeah. And uh, I, I think foreshadowing is always a great thing. Definitely. That's dope. That's that's so dope. Yeah, I like I like the way you kind of broke that down. That's really interesting. I feel like I've seen some of these things done in movies, but I haven't like personally tried or take done any of those things. But I've seen them done. You know, you hear people having experiences of different things. I know one of my one of my good friends, one of my homeboys. I remember when he said he lived in Georgia for a few years a while back, and he was like, "Dude, I remember I was having the worst sleep of my life when I was living there." And I was like, "What what is going on?" Like I don't remember all the details of this story. But he just was like, man, I just kept having nightmares about, like, strange, weird shit. And, uh, like, he's black, and the girl I think he was dating at the time, because I think he was living with her and her, I think, grandmother. Like, they're both, they're both black, but, you know, black people in the South, there is definitely a history there. Uh, <laughs> so, I think he said he was just having, like, really bad nightmares for a while. And I think event- when he met her grandmother at some point, or at some point along the way, in his relationship with her grandmother, she was just like, I don't know, there's something off about you. Like, not you as a person, but there just seems to be, like, something weird, like something's following you or something. And he don't really necessarily believe in that kind of stuff, but he just knows he was having such terrible nightmares. I think he says she, like, she might, I don't know exactly what she did. Might have been Sage, might have been, whatever, I have no idea. I don't remember off the top of my head what he said she might have did, but I just know he said he felt better after she did it. <laughs> and his dreams got a lot easier, and it was like... And I mean, he he jokes about it, and he's like, because of that, I probably never live in Georgia again, because <laughs> he just felt like it was just so much going on there. But you know, Georgia has a very, very heavy history, so I can only imagine it's having stuff that could be floating around there. It's like the movie Skeleton Key, right? Like all the things that could just be floating in an area. I love that movie. That was the, such a good Same. movie when it came to like the whole voodoo and hoodoo and oh my god, I fucking love that movie. I could watch that movie like ten thousand times and never get tired of it because <laughs> they did it so accurate. They did it with like respect. It didn't feel like a, a like an exaggeration of what can happen. Because again, like I love when um, when she was like freaking out, and then her friend was just like, "Oh, yeah, talk to my aunt, my my grandmother, forgot who she went to," and she was just like, you, "It won't hurt you if you don't believe in it." And then she finally started believing it. It fucked her up, and it's true. Like you can't give it power. <laughs> I mean, Rudy always told me that. He's like, "Don't give anything power," and I'm just like, "I know, but I still do because I'm a baby." But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, it's funny you say that. My, like, my, the same homeboy I told you who mom told me about, like, Laderona and stuff like that. And a few different random, like, Puerto Rican folklore tales. Like, she told me a few. I can't remember most of them. But, uh, yeah, she was always big on, like, stage in the house. Stage, she always, I mean, she would, I had no idea what the hell she was doing. I was, like, 12. <laughs> my, my parents didn't do that. So, I had no idea what she was doing. I think I asked her one time. I was just like, what do you, I think I asked my friend or whatever. He's like, oh, she's just staging the house. And I was like for what and he was like you know spirits good energy and all of that and i was like hey i ain't gonna question it it's her culture and uh you know she uh she was a very nice lady and um she as far as i've been told she's uh definitely done some practices um she had some things which like i don't i can't speak to the exact terms or definitions for some of these things but i remember she had like this doll that she would communicate with about like her family and stuff like that i never questioned it heavily because i was like it's not my place to question it uh, and as far as I know, her family stayed in good health, so maybe it worked. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was definitely something. Inter- it was definitely an interesting introduction of, to like something like that. Cause I was like, oh, that's uh, 
that's a thing he was like yeah like he was like i don't practice it myself but like yeah he was like my mom would just like go in the room for like two hours or something she has her whole thing set up and then she'll like communicate with the doll about like her family and about like you know trying to put good energy in the world and all that stuff and i was just like cool he was like you don't find that weird i was like it ain't my place to find a weird like who am i she, she she praying for me too she liked me she loved me <laughs> who knows how many blessings i've gotten down the line because that woman was praying for me yeah my mom used to do that she would go around the house and put like oil from the church she would like put it on her hands and put her hands like her hand print on the doors the walls and our rooms and then at the end she would like put like a little like cross on our heads and pray mm-hmm. to us when she was when i was a kid i was like what are you doing but yeah she used to do that to protect us like she was very like that's her thing like she was very religious i mean she still is kind of weird though with it but that's what she used to always do she used to always cleanse the house or like if something was happening and i would tell her like hey like because something had happened once that she witnessed with me where i think um i was looking for the remote for my tv once i knew exactly where it was and then she comes in my room and she's like what are you looking for i was like oh i can't find the remote and she's just like oh like you probably misplaced it and I was like, no, I had it right here. It literally was right there. So she's looking for it with me. And then we put my mattress down and the remote was exactly where I told her it was. And we both witnessed that. And she looked at me and she was just like, you better pray tonight. And then she actually passed around the house. With, <laughs> no, she did. And she passed around the house with, with oil, with holy oil. She put it all around the house and she was praying everywhere because like, we know when things like that happen, it's it's like it's not good (laughs) you know like i always say that how there's always like a playful Mm -hmm. spirit around and i always know it's around because it always like start tries starting with me or like whether it's my light flickering or my turn off and on and i'm just like can you just please leave me alone (laughs) like you know like i'm not in a mood right now or sometimes i do welcome it like it's just you know it's harmless not gonna do anything you know bad or whatever but yeah so when we witnessed that she would do that she would go in the house and bless the house and make sure that everything's fine because we have had occurrences with that happen where people and it's always people it's never like spirits it's always people who do that on you who people who try to wish bad things about you or like do the whole like the evil eye on you and you can always tell you always feel i mean i always know i always feel it when i feel it in my shoulders i feel heavy and i know something's wrong and the same thing with her like she'll have a headache or something and sometimes she'll do that like she'll bless the house which Sometimes I will tell her too. I'm like, hey, can you bless the house? And she'd be like, why? I'm like, I'm having real nightmares or something was weird. And she will do it because whether she wants to deny her culture or not, like she is very in tune spiritually about things. So have have you ever heard anything like kinda like with this movie, how like the uh the the Bruja, the woman was like kind of marked by the demon and that kinda gave her in some sense like a you can almost say a third eye. You ever heard anything like that? In any culture, honestly? I'm, I don't think I have. Um, usually when people can see things like that or sense things like that, we have, uh, we have two ways that it's identified. You either are born with it, which is called Adon, um, and you were born with the ability to see those things, or they, 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 they call it La Luz, means the light. Um, and that usually happens when you, when you come to encounters that will lead you to kind of like be able to see that whether it's a near-death experience uh, a miracle a possession things of that nature can people be marked i, I that's kind of like what ends up happening with um with our with, with, with our main protagonist she ends up like 
being marked in the beginning and then ultimately becoming the um the person who's gonna be able to fight against it afterwards i think um yeah christina coming into being marked uh, as a child by her own mother and then being spiritually weak and broken which is what the the demon was searching for was like broken lost people and that's what made the demons attached to her um was kind of like the mark and it's 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 like one of those things it's like um i think with anything when when you have a lot of bad going on in your life until you you want to make a change bad is always going to follow you or you allow for for bad to happen to you and those influence can be whether what is what you consume or the people you have around you in your life you know until you set boundaries um then those things will stop hurting you i mean like i said it, people can probably be born that way i don't i don't really i do not not believe in like people who have like yeah. six senses because i think we all have some sort of sixth sense one way or the other some people can have dreams some people can have feelings some people i think even the act of deja vu was a sixth sense at times because sometimes when you feel that familiarity yeah, you're like let me get out of here because this is giving me a bad vibe or like that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach is some sort of like you know power or ability but but it's like the like what i mentioned before when it comes to to people who are respected as curanderos or, or brujos and brujas in um in places in mexico it's because they have a history how did that history come about uh, that would be like their story to tell yeah and usually it's it's that like for what they're known known for like whether it's cleansing people healing some people can be hired to do dark stuff for you you know they'll do bad things in order for you to get some money and you got to sacrifice something and then it depends who they're like uh paying tribute to you know like like i said um death is a saint in mexico as well some people have altars there there are public altars for death in mexico you can go to like colonias and there's like huge statues of death um and people openly celebrate it and honor it um you want to go into something more darker like uh, demons and other things and you would probably find somebody who can talk to those things and go about it however yeah. you want to do it wasn't there some guy um, sorry, I mean to interrupt you, but I just question. I could, I can't remember the guy's name on top of my head, and I'm clearly not trying to get murdered. But <laughs> there was some guy, I believe, I believe it was in Mexico years ago, who was like, I think he was like, I think he was a cartel leader. Well, I think he became a cartel leader like through dark magic or something like that. Like people started to people. I think something was like I can't remember the exact story, and I can't remember the guy's name, but I think like cartel started going to him because he had a group that was practicing. A particular type of magic and he was to kind they used to kind of like pray to him to you know keep them from getting caught by police and stuff like that but he was doing like some really dark shit and kind of in turn became a leader yeah yeah um i think you're talking about uh, uh i forget his name i'm gonna look it up right now but he ends up becoming a saint himself i think people like now like put stuff out to him when they want like bad things um wow. yeah like he's a, he, it's a whole thing um like i said belief is very That's crazy it's a very strong thing belief is a very strong thing if you believe in yeah. someone enough you know, we can talk, this is like politics too, you know, if you believe in somebody enough, you're going to get what you want. Yeah. But yeah, there, I, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. I don't, obviously I don't have a reason to honor this guy or go for him. No offense to anybody listening, yeah, for sure. but like, uh, yeah, that's a real thing. That's definitely a real thing. Let me see if it's so crazy. It. If I find it, cause I want to, I want to, I want to see what that, what the guy name is. <laughs> oh yeah. Take your time. No problem. Yeah. Uh, 
yeah, it's just cool how the kind of music. I said, sorry, music. This movie had this movie kind of highlights all this stuff. Cause yeah, like I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't, unfortunately, I unfortunately don't know all the cultural like meanings of everything there, like between the symbols on the walls, and I didn't know that about the bells either. I think Chi- I think Chinese culture has a similar thing about bells, um, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, no, I, without even knowing that, I still was like able to enjoy the movie. Like it's really the 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 scares are the good kind of scares. It's like you know, it's not necessarily just people being ripped apart, but like seeing the process of like you know the movie opens with somebody literally in a duffel bag basically in a duffel bag <laughs> like they bagged over their head and then you just kind of feel for the person like man they was kidnapped and then to find out that almost immediately the person was kidnapped for their own protection and for the protection of others is like a hell of a twist within the first five minutes of a movie and then to kind of just see how things unfold in between like the rituals of them like pulling stuff out of her stomach she's not like physically ripping her stomach apart but things are coming out of her stomach it is it's it's pretty interesting snakes appearing boys like and the monster looked dope at the end too like the monster looked real good yeah i i ended up doing um research to find out what the what inspired it it is made up for the for the actual uh for the actual movie uh posteki i think was his name posteki yes um and it was specifically designed for that because they wanted to have something that kind of went after broken people people who were very self-damaging um and just have like the specific image, I guess, I guess what they were trying to do in, in a certain way, what I kind of like took from it is that they wanted to kind of like personify with that addiction and that brokenness and that, that feeling mm-hmm. of not knowing where you fall into uh, would look like. Um, and I think it was really good because there technically is a, a deity for that. Um, in Aztec culture, uh, that looks completely different. And, um, ends up being i, I guess partic- par- partially inspiring to what this is but then also another interesting thing that i read in one of the articles that we were talking about i think the person who uh came up with this movie um actually um took inspiration from puerto rican um lore as well and they just they they, they put it wow. into what the, the mexican culture will look like so that was kind of kind of cool to like no because it's like we have a lot of similarities like like you mentioned la llorona before la llorona is like we have a version of la llorona there's one in guatemala there's one in puerto rico Mm -hmm. everybody knows about the weeping woman i mean the movie was could be better um (laughs) the conjuring version was terrible but uh (laughs) the version of shutter is a lot better i don't know if you saw that one so you know like all all these things that 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 like we all kind of like kind of like experience differently i guess we can put it it's just still kind of like the same thing so it, it's like superstition is very embedded in our in our cultures and it kind of like spreads around so like it's like that's it's cool that i like i don't i might not know this person but you know i don't know their culture and i don't know where they come from exactly but like they're from puerto rico and they also have this let's relate on that scary thing that we are both afraid of and connect that way which I think is cool. And yes, you were correct. The uh, the saints dude, his name was Jesus Malverde. People refer to him as Bad Green Jesus, the Generous Bandit, or the Angel of the Poor, or the Narco Saint. So yeah, that, that is a true story. It's never wow. it's never really been like confirmed, confirmed like the how it came to be. But it is somebody that yeah people kind of like put offerings to, um, because he was yeah I guess he was imbued with some sort of like otherworldly 
success i guess we can call it that i mean imagine that you just wake up one day <laughs> yeah, i guess the best way to say it yeah you, you wake up one day and you're just like i want to be you know top of the top in this particular form of work how do we make that happen you know yeah and yeah i guess people know the story enough where they're like if it happened to him i want it to happen to me too so let's pray and and give him stuff which is uh which is crazy and amazing yeah i have a question for you and this is just sure. this is just a general a general question and conversation I've been having with people lately because for me it comes from a place of superstition, and people always ask me why I'm very particular about this particular task that is very mundane, but everybody should be doing. One for me it's because it, it kind of like freaked me out as a kid being told this. But how yeah. do, how do you feel about leaving dirty dishes out overnight? Uh, I'm I'm I remember when I was a kid, my father was very. Very intentional about it, so he was always like, "Don't ever do that." Uh, as I'm getting older, I'm kind of being a little bit more lenient about it, <laughs> a little bit more lenient about it. But uh, I do still feel like, from time to time, like questionable about it, and I don't know why. But I, <laughs> but sometimes I still do feel like, uh, like this probably isn't the best thing to do. But I, I occasionally do it, a lot more than I did as a kid, anyway. Yeah. So I recently, um. I recently shared with Jackie that a big part of me is always very like tedious about dishes because there is a superstition attached to leaving dishes out overnight, especially with scraps of food. When I was growing up, and this is probably one of the most traumatic things I was ever told, um, and I think it's like so deeply embedded. My grandmother once told me that it wasn't good to leave like plates with food out in the sink or just dirty in general because you're inviting all the dead that died hungry to your space or demons that are starving to your space so now oh man as a traumatized adult i make sure that the dishes are clean before i end up turning off those lights and going to bed because i don't want to wake up to clinking dishes in my kitchen and then seeing some otherworldly thing there or imagine walking into your kitchen and it's just a bunch of like ghosts just standing there trying to like lick your plates <laughs> which is like freaky that'd be fucking terrifying yeah yeah, my homeboy's mom has kind of, has something kind of like that. She used to say, "What was it? No whistling in her house." Like that was she like legit punched one of my friends' friends in the face <laughs> because she had a rule about whistling in her house. She felt that whistling invited like spirits and things like that into the house. So she was like, "No whistling in my house." Um, and I'm I'm not one that whistles, so it was never a problem for me. But uh, one one time, one of our other friends who was there. Who did not take it as seriously, which he should have, because it is somebody else's house. That's their rules. But he just yeah. jokingly did not, and he he whistled, and he was already kind of known as the one that kind of like, you know, you always have that, that friend who kind of pushes the line to see how far they can push it. So he was already known as that kind of person. So when he whistled, all you heard was like flip flops coming up the hallway, and then she just walked in the room and decked him. Wow. <laughs> and it was, I, go, I was pretty hilarious <laughs> like his nose was bleeding and he was just like I'm gonna go home now and he was like yeah that's probably a good decision cause she was just so serious about it like she was not it's the same 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 uh, woman that told you about told me about La Llorona same one same Puerto Rico but she just she didn't play that shit about whistling she didn't play that about um, eating in the dark she felt that uh, if you she told us she said she felt that if you eat in the dark you're eating with the devil uh yeah she had quite a few superstitions that we had to follow in the house uh nothing that was crazy like completely out of the ordinary 
But uh, I ain't gonna lie, some of that shit I started bringing home because <laughs> I was at my friend's house so much. I'd be like, I'm not eating in the dark. <laughs> I ain't whistling. <laughs> if I hear any sounds in my house, I'm running upstairs because I know she got the answers. Like, <laughs> that's, that shit is, is real. That shit felt real. It's, I've seen stuff in their house. It's, it's weird. You know what's funny? Yeah, again, I never knew about that superstition because my mom was also on my ass about, like, don't leave food, like, don't leave um, the sink wet. Like, don't leave it wet. Don't leave anything in it. Like, you know, don't clean it, whatever. And she was very, like, strict about that. And I never knew why either. And I was just like, why? Um, never told me. She never explained why. Even now, as an adult, she's still just like, make sure you clean it. Make sure the sink is dry. Don't leave anything in it. I mean, lately, I have been leaning. Or I'm just like, oh, I don't like doing this shit. I'm tired. But she'll <laughs> do it anyway. Because she's just like, I don't want to leave anything in the sink. Um, but, yeah, it's crazy. That could be why. But yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I know the one superstition for well, there's two, is um to leave a mirror in front of the door. Yeah. So it traps the spirit, and I always do that in my room because I I'm, I'm extremely superstitious about that, and also to not answer your name when it's called because you don't know who that is. Yes, I've heard that one. That one is really big with me because I said that how if you hear your name being called, there's no one around. That's the devil calling you. And um, I have experienced that a couple times in my own like apartment where I for some reason I kept hearing my name being called, but it was like from outside. It wasn't even like inside. And I was like, what the fuck's calling me? And I would say there's no one there. And then I remember one time I went to my mom. I was like, were you calling me? And she was just like, no, I wasn't calling you. And I was like, oh, I just kept hearing, you know, my name being called. And I think that same day she did the whole like <laughs> the whole oil on the walls and stuff. Um, but yeah. yeah, like that's, that's a really big thing where I always tell people that, like, I always tell people like, Hey, um, don't, if you hear a name being called and you don't know where it's coming from, don't say what, don't say, huh? Don't say, yeah. Like, don't go to that person and be like, Hey, did you call me? Cause I've experienced that a lot and it always freaks me out. I always get scared. <laughs> I'm just like, oh God. <laughs> like, why is he after me? Why am I being interesting? I also think, I always think about what i'm going through at the time because you know when they said that when you're really yeah. depressed you're kind of like opening that 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 door to things so when you're like really overwhelmed mm-hmm. negative energy like you're attracting it so you know for me when i was having insomnia i used to see a lot of dark shit in my room it's like what the fuck's going on and um yeah like when you're really tired exhausted and weak and overwhelmed like you start to see things just to feel things because you're now attractive to them they find you attractive. Like, oh, she's weak. Let's, let's play with her. Let's mess with her. And that's a thing. That's a real thing. And it's, it's like traumatizing. You know, I, I believe you because you, you actually saying that just reminded me that's, actually, that's 100% of the reason why I actually go to people when they call me is because I got that from my friend's mom. <laughs> because she was always like that as well. Like, you know, we'd be in a room playing the game or something and then you hear, you hear, being called, you hear your name being called, I think, one time. I might have screamed out or something. I was like, huh? And then she was like, you know who you talking to? And I was like, I thought you called me. She was like, I ain't call you. And then she, I think that was another one of the rules she told me. on the house. <laughs> She was like, if you think somebody call you, you just go up to him. We don't, we don't do that in this house for these reasons. And I was like, uh, okay. So you're like, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, uh, it's funny. Cause, uh, yeah, that was definitely one of the habits that I picked up being in his house all the time. Cause she was very, very serious about that. And my friend had like a really bad, I'm going to just call it a nightmare because I wasn't there. But my friend had a really bad nightmare 
that like he was sleeping and someone called him. I think he was like 11 when he was sleeping and someone called him, but it wasn't coming from the house. And he looked outside and he like, according to him, saw like a like a dead person or whatever standing in the middle of the street, like calling his name. Now, that sounded extremely insane to me. But who am I to like, you know, disqualify this man's experience? So I was just like, that's OK. That's a lot. And then, you know, I think that was around the time that his mom was also just pointing out to me that, you know, like most not even just projects, but most buildings in general usually built on top of like old graveyards or shit, probably people who were killed, all types of things like that. And I was like, well, I guess when you put in the context of that, that does make like perfect sense that like, you know, things can still be here. You can't just build on top of something to forget the past. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that's why like. Mexican culture is so like spiritual and superstitious because of like a lot of the people. Well, pretty much colonization is just pretty much blood being spilled everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I like the story of the whistling just because you reminded me of a story that my grandfather told me that I I believe in. Whenever I hear it outside in the street, um, I I still get the heebie-jeebies about it. But my grandfather always told me that if I'm alone and the wind's howling, to not go out of my house because that's the devil trying to lure you. And, uh, yeah, whenever I would go to Mexico by myself as a child or now as an adult and I'm home alone by myself in pitch black because it's an old little town, I tend not to go outside at the winds whipping because I'm just like, oh, <laughs> something's trying to get me to go out there. You know, it's not the Girl Scouts, so I can't go out there for some cookies. <laughs> but it is, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Um, it's also like if you ever are walking alone at night in the dark and you get that like swirl of air in your ear, run. Just go, like, because that's just really, really bad stuff is coming for you in that moment. And uh, I had, I've had experiences like that, and it's very uh, intense. Um, so it's kind of cool that like I get to hear the warning of the whistling in your own home, because that story is like, don't whistle in your own house because you're gonna attract the devil. And for me, it's in reverse. Don't listen to the whistling and go out because you're you're gonna get met by the devil. Um, the contrast is always really cool. Yeah. And how the cultures interpret those different things. There's like really a lot of stuff that's like, like I said, because of what, what happened historically and like how the cultures shifted when it went from like being predominantly um, indigenous to then becoming like colonized and having Catholicism take over and Christianity take over. There's that fine, mm-hmm. the fine blur between like, the old ways, the traditional ways, the, the indigenous ways to what colonization created. And it's, it's, so, it's always so interesting to see that people are so, and it's always my question. Like, if I were to go to India and I have some sort of like evil spirit from India come after me, can a, can a Catholic priest get rid of it for me? Or do I have to like get, you know, <laughs> right? Like, like, how does that work? Because, like, a lot of people turn to, like, and this was a really cool point in this movie. Um, the fact that, like, they use uh, a bruja and a brujo to heal her, um, to, to exercise her. More importantly, is like, it was a healing um, and, and bringing her forth to realization and enlightenment. But I like the fact that it wasn't a traditional, like, let's get a priest. What is a priest going to do with something that's been alive for, for centuries? You know, like, do, like, is there like a way to categorize that? Like, how do we how do we go about that? Like, do certain demons respond to certain, you know, like religious artifacts? You know, do do certain uh do certain languages, cer- certain cultural responses? 
Um, and and I, I thought that was so cool because if you really look at certain cultures, there is always going to be that like very thin line between superstition and religious belief. But where, where exactly does, do they actually separate or are they always intertwined? And just because I want to know, can a Catholic, you know, can a Catholic priest <laughs> be a Christian ghost? Like, I want to know how that works. Like, are there rules specifically? Yeah. We need to get like somebody who exercises people and like find out. But, like, does that, does that work? Yeah, I, you know, I think I've only seen one movie where someone actually asked that question. I think it was, it was a movie on shot. I think it was called like Kaddish or something like that. Like this Indian spirit, it was like Indian demon or a spirit that was like killing people or something. And I think in the movie they went to like a Catholic church and even the, the but they they went to the Catholic church specifically because it was an Indian dude, the guy who was there. He practiced other cultures, so he was like he will have the answer because he's not just Christian. <laughs> but when he when he initially when I think when the character initially presented that option, the other person was like, "So we about to go to a Christian church for like an Indian spirit." <laughs> and he was like, "No, this guy knows other things. So like he's he's bound to know something." And they they were right. They were kind of right. But uh, that's the first time I've ever seen that like question posed in a movie before. Yeah, I think I think those are valid points. Like, what if like, I mean, the, the, people have done parodies, which is really cool. Um, when it comes to certain things, and I'm not trying to deviate from our main topic, but like, yeah, no, you know, just like just like zombies as well. Like, like you know, like does it really matter? Certain things because I've seen different takes on on zombies. Like some of them are like, "Oh, you gotta exercise them." Wrecked did the whole thing where it was like a, a religious virus. That's what it was, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you know sometimes it's just a regular like cross species thing, all that stuff. Like, well, did, well is there specifics? So it, it always makes you question certain things. But like, um, back to our our topic about it. Um, I have a fun little story when it comes to like, um, just like indigenous influence in. And, and just stories, I guess, uh, myths and legends. So where my family comes from is, is this pueblo called Buena Vista um, in the state of Puebla in Mexico. And we, like I said before, it's, it's a small pueblo. Um, maybe, I don't think there's more, there's probably less than 100 people there because everybody's grown up and grown out and either come here or they're like in neighboring towns. Um, but one of the coolest stories I ever got to like hear about this place because it's a very supposedly it's haunted but the 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 town has a lot of like Mm -hmm. happenings and stuff like that but there is a little place that you can go hiking on um it's called teotepec teotepec is actually uh god of the mountain that's what it means in uh, nawal and my grandfather one time i did the hike and then i came back down and he told me what that what, what the story behind that is and there's this really cool like explanation for a fruit but my grandfather said that when uh, the colonizers came and uh, the slaughter began, when everybody started getting killed off, that Teotepec mourned the loss of, of his people. And he didn't want that loss to be in vain. So as the blood of you know Teotepec's children were seeping into the ground, it was taken in by... Uh, by the plants that were there, there's cactuses and everything else. So there's a fruit in Mexico that's called a pitaya. Um, technically, the translation for here, you might have seen a version of it, is a dragon fruit. But in Mexico, it's very different. Mm-hmm. It actually has spikes growing out of it, um, and it's a red, rounded little fruit. Um, you gotta obviously cut the spines off and everything. But when you cut into it, um, the red pitayas 
when you eat them, they're very juicy and they will stain and it looks like you're bleeding and there's a lot of little black seeds in it. And legend has it that in order for the peck to keep his his people alive forever and to make sure that it was all for nothing um that the blood that seeped into the to the cactus is uh was the reincarnation by providing that fruit so in a sense uh the oh. legend goes that the fruit is the people um and, and the sacrifice that that was made um and i think it's really cool to hear stories like that did it freak me out no i think it was you know it's kind of like <laughs> nice to have like sort of like explanations to certain things and why that fruit is so respected um, and why it's so important to where we come from and, and what it symbolizes. Um, and, and that was something that was done very well in the movie too, just like symbols. And there's one symbol in particular they use where I was just very like, it's very, you know, dual. And that was with the snake because culturally we see the snake as like a healing kind of thing, uh, as a deity as well. And, um, it's used as medicine. So in this one, it's also used as a warning. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see the whole take of like the snakes in the body and this and that. But it, it, it was also cool to see like symbolism of like the tarot when the hanging happened. And it was like the whole hangman figure going on. The, the, the dots on the body, on the feet, like the symbolization of like crucifixion. Because I think all of that comes in together. Just like... Uh, I guess so would you like would you agree with me if I say that like religion uh has very occult symbols involved? Mm-hmm. We just definitely we kinda just muddy them over. I mean people Yeah <laughs> people yeah. wear a torture device around their neck to symbolize what they believe in, but that's just me in my opinion, but with all respect. So it it was kinda interesting to see all of that. But ultimately, like I said, the the best part of it was um she came full circle and became the next the next healer. And I think for that, like a metaphor that I took for that in my own personal interpretation is like only until you go through something can you really advise or help someone else heal. You know, like I can tell somebody to like quit smoking, but if I don't smoke like 30 packs a day and I don't know how hard that is, do I really understand it? You know, or like I can tell somebody like, oh, you're feeling sad? Get over it. We're all sad, you know? But like, do you, are you really understanding until you have the experience of why certain things happen? And I think, I think another thing that I really appreciate is, is that the movie creates such a big world in such a small space because you really don't see anything yeah. else than just like where she's being held captive, her home, and like the, the flashbacks, you know? So I think it's really cool that like, it touches upon like the whole like yeah here we are on the physical plane but in the spiritual plane and then whatever in hell or whatever that they wanted to depict it's it's more and it's so broad or even this cave was such a big um point to this movie which you never really got to see like what it fully was like okay i stuck my head in a cave now there's a i'm wearing a ghost wig and it's gonna kill me you know which is uh which is really cool (laughs) And I, and I appreciate movies that do that, create such a big, vast world with such a small imagery. Yeah, I mean, less is more. Yeah, and less is more. Like, I like movies do that when they show less. Like, you don't see the monster, but you visualize it in your head. Like, oh, shit. Like, I mean, the 80s and 70s are known for doing that. They were just, like, big on doing that. And I like when movies, like, kind of, like, go back to doing that. Where, like, you know, like, again, less is more. 
Yep, yep, yep. So before we get out of here, any last thoughts on the movies from y'all? We'll... Any last thoughts in general? I think if you haven't watched it, watch it. Give it a chance. Try to see it for everything that it's depicting, whether it's the spiritual aspect of it, coming full circle, finding your cultural roots, whether they're haunted or not. Definitely look at it from different angles, and you're definitely going to see many different things being hit upon. Um, and just the main thing, you know, uh, like I said, it literally is in the opening. Be strong. If you believe in something, you give it power. If you don't, then you don't. And I think that that should be something that should be applied in many places and how we carry ourselves. Respect the old ways because they're there for a reason. Yeah, I agree. You could have said any, any word, like any better. Like it's true. Yep. And um, yeah, so the movie's on Netflix. So anyone's curious so where the old ways can be seen, it's on Netflix. Um, and I think it's like one of those. It's gonna stay there for a while, right, Kendall? Because it's like one of those like Netflix things. Yeah, I think it's one of their originals. Yeah, so I think it'll be fine. It'll be there. Yeah, so it'll be there forever. Um, and yeah, um, tell our listeners where they can find you. Um, you guys can follow me along on Instagram at a uh, at c s e e underscore obscure. Um, yeah. And this was definitely a great movie to watch. Check it out if you get a chance. Uh, thanks for coming on, Rudy. Thank you for having me. All right. And then with that, like I said, this is the beginning of our Women's Month catalog. And that's how we're starting off. And again, definitely watch this movie. It's on Netflix. And we can't. if you do watch it, let us know what you think. Because it's, it's a very, like, really well done film. Um, and until next time, who are you? Ghost goodbye.